This episode is sponsored by The Pampered Puppy out of Conyers, Georgia. Are you looking for an amazing groomer with a great rep for your pups? I know for my Emory and Charlie, I'll only take them to the best of the best. That's why I will only use The Pampered Puppy. They have years and years of experience, and the shop has been around for over 30 years. They've also been voted best of Rockdale and Newton County for 18 years. Whoa, business owner goals. You can check them out in Old Town Conyers or at yourpamperedpuppy.com. You can also give them a call at 770-760-1494. That's yourpamperedpuppy.com or call them at 770-760-1494. Juicers, I'm Brooke. And I'm Alyssa. And this is For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. Welcome back to episode 13. 13, and we are recording on the 13th. You guys won't get this until the 14th, but I thought that was kind of funny. Recording episode 13 on yeah. the 13th. <laughs> it is. Hmm. <laughs> so hope everybody is doing well. Um We've got something kind of cool for you guys um, this evening. Um, Alyssa had a super neat idea for us to cover murderers uh, by the names of Brooke and Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) So I will be covering an Alyssa and Alyssa will be covering a Brooke. <laughs> we have a theme for you guys today. Yeah, I thought that was a cool idea. Thanks. And hopefully some stories you guys maybe aren't familiar with. I don't know. Um, also, I did want to talk a little bit about my hiatus off of Facebook. Um, I've had several people message me on my Instagram thinking that I deleted or blocked <laughs> them. I did not. I am just taking a breather. Um, needed to clear some toxicity from my life and to be honest with you guys like you should all try it like it has been so freeing not to be just consumed by Facebook I mean literally since I deleted it what like three days ago the first two days you wouldn't believe how many times I like clicked on the app just not even like just out of habit Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and uh I don't know. It's just nice not to see all the political and just all the crap, you know, like I don't need you in my business. I don't want to be in your business. Really and truly, the only thing I'm missing is our group because I love it so much. Yeah. And Uh, I, okay. So I always say I want to take a break from Facebook, but I really am not on it that much. I get on it a, a few times a day, but, um, I was. I mean, I'll fully admit, like, it was a problem. Like, it was just one of those things. If I had my phone, I was scrolling. And Mm -hmm. it's just bullshit, man. Like, I don't want to see it anymore, you know? I just feel like things get really repetitive on there. My issue is not Facebook. It's fucking (laughs) watching TikToks. Mm -hmm. I don't make them, but I watch them. (laughs) See, I don't do that. I will sit on the couch for hours just watching (laughs) the TikToks on the For You page. Yeah. They just, they make me laugh. But so that and then like uh, (laughs) um, there's like a couple of like uh, I don't want to say they're not games, but one of them is um, I guess um, probably some of you 
uh, do this too, but it's called Webtoons. It's basically just like comics on an app. I don't really know how to describe it, but hmm. it's really cool. The stories are cool, but so I do that and then I hardly ever get on Instagram. Oh my God, I never See, do that. Yeah, I'm an Instagram girl. I like Instagram. I'm more active probably on Instagram than I am Facebook. But with Instagram, it's literally pictures. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How like political or like rude can you be on Instagram? I like yeah. Instagram. So I'll stick with Instagram. But for now, I am Facebook free and I am feeling good. So I don't know. I considered, I told Alyssa, I think I told you, maybe maybe I was telling somebody else that I considered like making a fake profile like Jim Jones or something. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of like sitting in on our, on our group. That way I can kind of stay up to date and only you guys will know it's me but don't be sending me friend requests because i'm not doing all that <laughs> i don't know it was just an idea i need you back because um i'll like go to our group and there will be like five pending posts <laughs> from the whole day and i'll be like oh god i'm sorry and i have to accept all of them and i'm sorry if it takes me 12 <laughs> hours to do that but i just i don't know i just if i get on facebook it's usually to stalk somebody (laughs) or um i mean i will scroll but i don't know Mm -hmm. i just i hate everybody (laughs) i don't care about their lives i'm just kidding (laughs) i mean that is true for some people on there but i don't know i just i just i don't know i don't know you take a breather from it and i swear to god you'll never want to go back like i'm just like this is so nice because I genuinely realize now like what a problem it was and that it was taking away so much of my time mm-hmm. and my time where I could be doing other things and spending time with my family and you know it, it just consumed me and it is so toxic. It's so crazy that you say that because I feel like every time you and me hang out mm-hmm. I hardly ever see you get on Facebook. Yeah, I hardly ever see you on your phone. Yeah. I feel you... You're very interactive and engaged. Well, so. that's good. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Or thank you for being that way. <laughs> Not everybody is. I do have friends who will literally ignore me and be on Facebook while I'm telling them something. Yeah. And they'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> that's, that's super Come annoying. on. I, I realized, too, for me, it was a lot about, like, laying in bed at night and scrolling you know what i mean that's when i really do and now i'm sleeping so much better really yeah because i'm not like staring at that and like taking all this in and thinking and you know yeah i put my phone down and i go to sleep so yeah it's it's been really good for me good well i'm glad that it is helping you Mm -hmm. but if you see a like a kool-aid man profile pop up (laughs) you know who it is (laughs) i'll have to make them a moderator right (laughs) or an admin i guess it would be yeah uh so anyway is that all the news we have um i mean pretty much um yeah um i mean i guess we kind of can talk at the end about you know reminder for everybody about our military episode and everything and if you have stories please send them in um okay but yeah all right um all right well are you ready to just get on with it let's do it all right, so today I am doing Brooke Schuyler Richardson. Um, so this girl is accused of, like, killing her newborn baby and burning it. Like, they say um, that she burned the bones and not necessarily the, the body of the baby, so I really don't know which one it is. Okay, so... 
Like she buried it and then dug it back up and I have no idea. burned the bones? I have no idea. Huh. Okay. I also feel like if she were to have burned the baby, somebody would have noticed that. But anyways. Mm. So Brooke Skyler Richardson, she goes by Skyler. Actually, um, I tried to look for a murderer that went by Brooke, but it's a lot harder than you think. That's because Brooks are angels, duh. <laughs> we don't go around killing people. <laughs> so I'll be calling her Skylar because that's what she goes by. So she was born in Carlisle, Ohio, which is just a small town. I think they said that it was like the population was 5,000 people or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents are Kim and Scott Richardson. And she has a brother named Jackson. Um, so the thing about the Richardsons was they were pretty obsessed with image. Mm-hmm. Their family had to have a good image. Both their kids excelled in school. Both their kids were really good at sports. Um, they just had that uh, perfect you know. exterior yeah. family mm-hmm. life. Yep. Yeah. But underneath the surface, um, Skylar struggled with an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, It was pretty bad. Um, Her mother, Kim, said that it consumed over 90% of her life. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Oh, yeah. Very sad. Um, I can't imagine. I eat everything. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't imagine doing that either. Just saying. Yeah. Food is so good. (laughs) Anyways, um... So Skylar's mom first noticed that there was an issue when Skylar was in the sixth grade and wouldn't even eat gum because they had five calories in them. No, that's so sad. Very sad. She was just a baby. And you know, most gums are sugar-free. Did you know that? Yeah. They have... uh, Yeah, like aspartame or whatever. mm -hmm. Xylitol. Yeah. Um, So Skylar was um, a cheerleader, like I said. And, or did I say that? I don't think you did. Okay, so she was a cheerleader, um, but she was a flyer, which I don't know anything about cheerleading, but I assume that's the one that gets thrown in the exactly. air. Exactly, yeah, and okay. it's usually a very tiny girl. Right. So um, that's kind of when her um, battle with her weight like mm-hmm. really started to mm-hmm. consume her mm-hmm. um, because she wanted to be really small and practically weightless so that, you know, her cheerleading peers could throw her up and catch her easily Mm -hmm. so her mom said that skylar would throw up to lose weight and gosh yeah and after cheerleading season Mm -hmm. after cheerleading season was over she would binge eat and then when it started up again she would starve herself so sad yeah um, both of the, both of her parents, um, were just kind of afraid to talk to her about her weight because even like the slightest mention of it would make Skylar shut down, mm-hmm. which seems to be a trend. Mm-hmm. If you have a weight issue, mm-hmm. body dysmorphia or whatever, that's, that's, um, like a topic that you just want to avoid at all costs. Yeah. Um, so they tried different doctors and therapists and nutritionists, but nothing seemed to help her. Um, she was diagnosed with body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents also said that she's a very guarded person, 
and she keeps lots of secrets. Hmm. They never know what these secrets are, but they just have that inkling that she does. Mm-hmm. So, so July of 2016, um, the summer before Skylar's senior year, she started dating a friend's cousin named Trey Johnson. But this relationship ended pretty quickly. In January of 2017, Skylar started dating a junior named Brandon. Um, she seemed very happy with him and even started gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Her parents were hopeful that, you know, Brandon was good for her and that her eating disorder was finally under control. Yeah. Um, so February of 2017, um, Skylar picked out her prom dress it was a tight-fitted dress that she needed to be laced up in. Um, late March of 2017, the Richardsons went on vacation and Skylar wore a two-piece bathing suit. So, you know, she seemed, mm-hmm. you know, pretty confident. Everything mm-hmm. seemed fine with her. Um, looking healthy. Yeah, things, mm-hmm. you know, they just thought things were, you know, looking up for her. Yeah. So in late April, uh, Kim, Skylar's mother, took her to a gynecologist to get birth control because she could tell that Skylar's relationship with Brandon was, you know, becoming more serious. And so she just wanted to take that extra step to make sure that her daughter didn't have a baby, an unwanted baby. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think that's a good mom right there. Absolutely. Um, So Skylar was 18 at this time. So, um, Kim waited outside while Skylar saw the gyno. Um, and when she came back out, Kim could tell that she had been crying. So, like, Kim asked her, you know, why are you crying? Yeah. And she, she basically just said that, you know, it was traumatic seeing a gynecologist for the first time. Yeah, I understand that. I did not have a traumatizing experience with my gyno Mm -hmm. and I was 19 and pregnant. (laughs) That's the first time I had ever seen a gyno. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. 19 Mm -hmm. and pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they did lots of crazy stuff to me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I guess some people are more prone to being, you know, more modest and Mm -hmm. and nervous and yeah. Yeah. I, I understand though. Yeah. No, I do too. I mean, like when they, you know, open you up and stick stuff inside of you. you I just... still get a nervous wreck every time. I hate it. Really? It doesn't bother me. I hate it. It's uncomfortable, but I don't freak out about well, it. Well, I guess it depends on who your doctor is, too, because I have one that I love now, yeah. so it makes things a lot more comfortable. I didn't even care about my doctor. <laughs> so. Okay, so as we know, this isn't just a happy story. So... The real reason why Skylar had been crying is because the doctor told her that she was eight months pregnant. Jesus Christ. And just by looking at her, you would never know if she was that pregnant or pregnant at all. Yeah. So Skylar decides that it would be the best idea in the entire world to just keep her pregnancy a secret. Eight months. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's not known this long, so. Right. (laughs) So, um, nine days later, on May 5th, Skylar went to prom and wore the same tight fit dress that she had picked out earlier that year in February. 
you know, despite being eight months pregnant. Wow. So I think that goes to show that she really didn't gain a whole lot of weight. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't really showing because I know (laughs) if I would have put on my prom dress when I was eight months pregnant, it would not have fit. (laughs) It would not have even gone past my fucking knees probably. (laughs) Anyways. Um, (laughs) uh, So she went to prom and then less than 48, 48 hours later, by the way, I got all this information from watching the 48 hours um, documentary. Or- yeah. So um, less than 48 hours later, on the night of May 7th, Skylar gave birth to her baby in her bathroom. That's Ansley's birthday. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't tell anyone about it. Mm. No one. She just had a baby, you My know, God. casually in her bathtub. And I cannot even imagine. Dude. Like, how do you push a baby out and nobody knows? I have no idea. Oh. You were in the room when I gave birth. Like, yeah. if I would have been in a bathtub, you would know I was giving birth for oh sure. Oh, my God. I was not quiet. Uh, so, Skylar claims that the baby was stillborn. And she wasn't sure what to do with the baby, so she buried her in the backyard. Oh. Yeah. Because um, that's what you do. Solid plan. Mm-hmm. So she buries the baby. Kind of forgets about it, I guess. No big deal. Yeah. You know, just casually buries her baby. Yeah. Two months later, the police came knocking at the Richardson's door, wanting to speak with Skylar about something she may have witnessed. Hmm. The police said that she wasn't in any trouble and that they just wanted to talk with her. So trusting them, Scott, Skylar's dad, Mm -hmm. drove her to the police station. Um, He's probably like, what the hell is this about? Yeah, I would be too. Um, They probably couldn't tell him anything because she was an adult. So Right. So July 14th of 2017... Lieutenant John Fain tells Skylar that there's an allegation from an OBGYN office that a patient there told them that she had delivered a stillborn at home and buried it in her backyard. Eek. Yeah. So she went back and then I guess they're like, so what's up with the pregnancy? Yeah, I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. So uh, Skylar admitted that two months after giving birth to her baby, she went back to the gyno to get another prescription for her birth control. And while she was there, the doctor asked her about her baby because she should have given birth by that point. Right. Um, and that's when Skylar broke down and told the doctor that, you know, she gave birth to the baby in the bathtub and it was a stillborn. And so she buried it in the uh. backyard. Yeah. Um, so here's a quote that Skylar said to lieutenant fane about it Mm -hmm. she said and i told her what what had happened that i had to have the baby and it wasn't alive i didn't kill her though she just kind of came out and i tried i tried i'm trying to hold her and see if she's breathing but she doesn't have a heartbeat Uh, so Skylar said that she silently walked downstairs and took a small garden trowel and then dug a shallow grave in her backyard to bury the baby. Oh. Yeah. So where'd she leave the baby at this time? In the bathtub? 
What do you mean? Like after she gave birth to the baby and yeah. it wasn't alive, she just went downstairs and buried it. Uh, okay. So I guess she just like carried the baby down the stairs and like laid it on the ground while she dug a hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This was like it, like in the middle of the night. So okay. So I guess there wouldn't have been any witnesses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So after 45 minutes of questioning Skylar, Lieutenant Fain told her parents the real reason why they had brought her in. Mm-hmm. Um, they were shocked. They had apparently no idea that she was pregnant. So I personally feel like I would notice a hole in my backyard that was new. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I think you'd also smell a decomposing decay. body. Yeah. There the- is a strong stench when someone is well, decomposing. and I'm sure this is not a strong girl, so I wouldn't assume she could have put the baby you know eight feet down in the ground yeah i mean she said a shallow grave yeah. so Ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah um so um <laughs> where was i at so after telling them he let them into the interrogation room to talk to skylar where she told her parents everything that had happened and that she named the baby annabelle because it was a girl hmm. um the father of the baby was the guy she dated before Brandon, Trey okay. Johnson, the mm-hmm. cousin of one of her friends. Mm-hmm. So while the Richardsons were still at the police station, investigators went to their home to locate the remains of Annabelle, which they recovered. Oh. Yeah. After five hours, the family was allowed to go home. But six days later, Lieutenant Fane called asking for Skylar to come in again. Lieutenant Fane was accompanied by Detective Brandy Carter, and this time they had new and damaging information from the coroner's office. Which, number one, I can't believe they let her go to begin with. I was about to say. So weird to me. So we found the baby that you put in the ground. All right, now, see you later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the forensic anthropologist, Dr. Elizabeth Murray, was the one who analyzed the remains and reported that there was evidence that the baby's bones may have been burned. Okay. Obviously, Lieutenant Fane began to suspect that Skylar had lied during their interrogation. Mm-hmm. I think that's a reasonable thing to think. So he questioned her again, and Skylar swore and promised on anything that she didn't burn her baby. She denied setting a fire a a total of um, 17 times. Gosh. Yeah. Lieutenant Fane still felt as though she was lying because the forensic anthropologist said that there was scientific evidence that there was a fire. So I would think that she was lying too. Yeah. Skylar suddenly... I don't know where changed her story saying that she had had a lighter and maybe she did try to burn the bones as a type of cremation. Oh, <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Fane asked if Skylar had heard any sounds or gurgles coming from the baby in which Skylar admitted that the baby may have been alive at birth. She said, and this is a quote, well, I think she might have made a noise, maybe a little noise, a gurgle. Uh-uh. So, an hour later, the detectives had enough evidence to arrest Skylar on a charge of reckless homicide. 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 <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> homicide. 
homicide. Okay, uh, I do want to go back quickly and say that Lieutenant Fane was the one who originally suggested the cremation idea to Skyler. Okay. He did originally, you know, ask, or not, it wasn't Lieutenant Fane, it was, uh, what the? Lieutenant Carter? Yeah, that person. Um, she was the one, or actually, I don't even know if it's a boy or girl. <laughs> they. Um, they were the one that, you know, originally was kind of like, yeah, so, you know, there's burns on the baby's bones. You know, we were just kind of wondering if you had, you know, set fire to, you mm-hmm. know, the baby. Maybe, you know, like kind of like a cremation ceremony type of thing, you know, just to have a piece of the baby with you for mm-hmm. always, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of when Skylar was like, you oh, know, maybe, maybe I, I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lieutenant Fane was originally the one who used the word gurgle. Ah. So if you hear her quote where she says, well, I think she might have made a noise, maybe a little noise, a gurgle. Gurgle is the only word she could come up with because it's the word that he had originally said. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Um, the theory that the investigators and detectives had was that she had suffocated the baby and that, you know, she just, the baby wouldn't fit into her lifestyle. Yeah. That's what they thought. Perfect little cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect family. Um, so Skylar was able to make bail, but two weeks later she was arrested again on a new set of charges. And these charges included aggravated murder which carries a mandatory life sentence in ohio involuntary manslaughter endangering a child (laughs) (laughs) you have an alien in your throat what was that i don't know but i'm good a gurgle (laughs) a gurgle (laughs) um endangering a child and abuse of a corpse um uh so prosecutor David Fornshell presented the case that Annabelle wouldn't have fit into the lifestyle that Skylar and her family wanted. And the defense attorneys, Charlie M. Rich- Richers, I meant to look that up, and his father, Charlie H. Richers, presented the case as a case of false confession. And they believed that Skylar did not kill her baby. They think that she was manipulated into it by the arresting officers. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. So, uh, just to make everything more convoluted, Dr. Elizabeth Murray, who you would remember as the forensic anthropologist mm-hmm. who said there were burns on the bones, mm-hmm. retracted her initial assessment after taking a second look at the bones. Wow. Apparently, now they just didn't show signs of incineration or burning what so come on she needs to be fired i know (laughs) um so the prosecution dismissed this with their case and proceeded to go with the same narrative considering skylar had you know confessed to it in the interrogation yeah july 2019 the state offered skylar's lawyers an unexpected offer they would take aggravated murder off if Skylar pled to the rest of the charges, which would still get her 15 years. Eek. Ultimately, it was Skylar's decision what happened. 
and she chose not to plea to something that she, quote, didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the trial begins on September 3rd of 2019. Stephen, uh, fuck. <sighs> uh, okay, it's, his last name is K-N-I-P-P-N. Do you think that'd be K- Nippin? Say it again. K-N-I-P-P-N. Ooh. Nippin. Sure. Nippin. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, if that's wrong, I apologize, but... I'm, okay, I'm just going to call him Stephen. So Stephen delivered his opening statement with a quote from a text that Skylar had sent to her mother hours. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Hours after giving birth to her baby in the bathtub okay. and then burying it in the backyard. It said, I am literally so speechless with how happy I am. My belly is back, OMG, and I'm never, ever, ever, ever letting it get like this again. Hmm. That's pretty condemning, but... Uh, Yeah. So they also showed a picture of Skylar at the gym the same afternoon that she had sent her mom that text hours after giving birth wow which is crazy to me because hours after i gave birth i was waddling everywhere right wow insane so steven said her actions and her statements demonstrate that she had no intention to have this baby Mm -hmm. the defense argues that the police were able to break her down and get her to admit it get her to admit to whatever they wanted her to due to her mental illness. So, um, so, um, Charlie M. Richards said, um, we know that the police were able to break her down and made her vulnerable and admit to something that is scientifically impossible. The burning of a baby. Um, this doctor many weeks later said I was wrong they disregarded any truth and they said, well, because Skylar said it, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. When the defense cross-examined Dr. Brown, um, she concedes yeah, that there is no physical evidence that Skylar killed her baby or even whether the baby was born alive. Okay. So they couldn't prove anything. My uh, belief on this case, I don't know about it as much as you, but I always assumed she killed her baby. and I did too. You know? Yeah. So this is interesting to me to learn new information. Yeah. So um, Charlie H. Richard, they're like father and son. So okay. the first is Charlie M. Then the next is Charlie H. Um, he says, you cannot tell us to any reasonable degree of scientific certainty that Annabelle was born alive. Is that correct? And Dr. Susan Brown says, based on just the autopsy examination alone, I cannot determine whether it was a live birth. Mm-hmm. So, Well, because it's bones. Right. Um, Skylar told investigators that she never cut an umbilical, umbilical cord, which suggested to Dr. White, who was the OB Skylar confessed to, mm-hmm. that the cord may have um, come detached before or during birth. Okay. The color Skylar described the baby was also significant um, because she described Annabelle's skin color as really white. And when healthy babies are first born, they're almost purple. Yeah. Or they're like really red or pink. Yes. Um, 
Dr. White also points out that Skylar only gained 15 pounds during her pregnancy. Uh, Skylar's eating disorder may have restricted the baby's growth while in utero, which increases the risk of... Um, Stillborn, I bet. Yeah. <clears throat> I know that... Okay, um, basically, like, you run the risk of killing your baby in your uterus. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you're not eating proper nutri- nutrition. Right. Uh, so... Back to the prominent theory that Skylar was fed a false confession. Uh, an expert on police interviews explained to the jury that certain police tactics can cause false confessions, which is insane to me. Like, you really think you would never admit to something that you didn't do or oh, confess it to? It happens. Yeah, a lot. A lot more than you'd think. Dr. Stuart um, Bassman stated that Skylar was more susceptible to being controlled by authoritative figures. Mm -hmm. On September 12th, 2019, after four hours of deliberation, Skylar was found not guilty of aggravated murder, not guilty of involuntary manslaughter, not guilty of child endangerment, but guilty of gross abuse of a corpse, which carries up to a year in prison. Hmm. So, this part's kind of cool. So, the next day, um, when Skylar's back in court for sentencing, you know, she, she makes a statement to the judge. And she says, Thank you, Your Honor. I just wanted to say how sorry I was. I can sometimes be selfish, but I would like to think that I've become better with the knowledge that I've upset everyone and hurt so many people with what I've done. And I'm forever sorry, and I am so sorry. <laughs> I am really, really sorry, and I understand, and thank you. Like, very well-worded, Skylar. But anyways, <laughs> so the judge responds with a pretty harsh message saying, I firmly believe, Miss Richardson. In fact, I know in my heart that if you would have made different decisions, Annabelle would be here today. But I think that your choices before birth, during birth, and after birth show a grotesque disregard for life. Yeah. Which I agree with. Yeah. Even if she, I really don't know if she murdered her baby or not. But Call 911. Yeah. You know, I just gave birth in my fucking bathtub. Come help. Yeah. Or I'm going into labor in my bathtub right now. Come yeah. help me. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, so Skylar she, was. Either way you look at it, she didn't want the baby. Oh, yeah. So. She didn't want an alive baby mm-hmm. but she also didn't want this stillborn baby tied to her exactly but guess fucking what <laughs> can't really get away from that yeah uh so skylar was sentenced to three years of probation and she also uh had to go to an eating disorder treatment program <coughs> white privilege <coughs> yeah. yeah just saying it really is though like shockingly so yeah oh yeah absolutely i truly 100 percent believe if she did not kill that baby which i'm on the fence about i really don't know because they don't really have any evidence to kind of show you know like what happened to the baby but i mean giving birth in your bathtub and then just burying in the backyard like it's you know nothing it literally shows zero regard for that child's life yeah like it shows a selfish human being either way it's like when your cat dies and you bury it in the backyard Mm -hmm. yeah 
And even that, me personally, I would be a freaking wreck. This girl just sends a text to her mother talking about how she's so happy she's so skinny and then goes to the gym. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, I think she's a bitch. I do too. (laughs) Whether she's innocent or not, she's still a fucking bitch. Yep. All right, do you want me to pause it? Yep. Welcome back to part two of episode 13. Welcome, welcome. So tonight I have the story of Alyssa Bustamante. She is our murderer here. (laughs) Alyssa Bustamante was a 15-year-old high school sophomore at the time of this story. Um, She was really good in school and she made good grades, but she was also very mentally unstable. She was from Cole, Missouri, which is funny to me. It seems like we have done a lot of stories that were in Missouri. Yeah, it seems like it. Doesn't it? Like, I know I've done a few. I don't think I've done any, (laughs) but you've definitely done at least this will be like your third. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Lavina Johnson from Missouri? Yeah. And then... Brand, Brandon Tina. Tina, was he? I think. I don't know. I know I've done a couple. <clears throat> so, okay. Alyssa was born January 28th, 1994 in California. Um, she had what I would call a tumultuous and kind of a traumatic childhood. Oh. I know. Alyssa's parents were both addicts, and she witnessed her mother overdosing when she was only six years old. That's so sad. But she didn't die so that's good um so she ended up being raised by her grandparents Alyssa was born to two teenagers and by the time she was born her father was already in prison for assault Jesus I know (laughs) her mother had multiple run-ins with the law including theft and drug possession her grandparents hoped that raising her away from her biological parents would give her a good chance at growing up well-rounded Sadly, Alyssa struggled with depression for a large portion of her life. Uh, Trigger warning, just, uh, I meant to do this at the very beginning, but trigger warning here, I will be talking about self-mutilation, mutilation, (laughs) self-mutilation. I don't know why I was saying mutilization. Okay, so if you don't want to hear about self-mutilation, turn this off now. So she engaged in self-mutilization. Why am I doing it again? I hate my life. Why do I keep doing that? At least she didn't gurgle. Oh, my God. She engaged in self-mutilation, mutilation, and had attempted to take her own life more than once. She was big into social media, as most teenagers are. And in one of her online profiles, her hobbies included, quote, killing people and cutting. Those are two great hobbies to have. Wonderful (laughs) hobbies. So she was really active on YouTube. And in one of her more shocking videos, she touches an electric fence and then persuades two of her younger brothers to do the same thing. Oh, my god! Super morbid and weird. I didn't know she had a YouTube channel. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Is it still there? I don't know. I didn't check. I want to see. So she wrote on several of her Facebook posts that she wanted to know what death feels like. 
Her friends say that she was a fun person, but that they sometimes kept their distance because of her sometimes weird behavior and fascination with violence and death. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was an odd one. This poor girl never had a chance. No, she really didn't. So one of her Twitter messages read, all I want in life is to find a reason for all of this pain. It's sad. Like, she really never did have a shot. No. Her grandparents tried. So Alyssa's grandparents took her to a psychologist to get some help where she was prescribed uh, antidepressants and described as severely depressed. The medication worked for a while, but later on, she began to show more signs of mental disturbance. Mm -hmm. A week before she killed her victim, Alyssa wrote in her journal, If I don't talk about it, I bottle it up. And when I explode, someone's going to die. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, this girl. At her own 15th birthday party, Alyssa is quoted as telling her former best friend, Jennifer, I just wonder what it would be like to kill someone. See the life drain out of someone. I wonder what it would feel like, that type of power, to take that away from someone. Have you ever had a thought like that? I have never had the thought of what it would feel like to kill someone. Me either. I don't even want to know. Same. I feel it, it would definitely fuck me up. Yeah, why would you want to experience that? People know. are fucking fucked. <laughs> So um, now a little bit about the victim. So Elizabeth K. Olton uh, was nine years old at the time of her death. Heartbreaking. Uh, So young. Yeah. Horrible. I mean, they both were so young. Yeah. They're both children. So Elizabeth was born on December 15th, 1999 in Jefferson City to Patricia Patty Priest and Dale Olton Sr., Elizabeth was a fourth grade student at Pioneers Trail Elementary School in Jefferson City. She was a lover of music, and some of her favorites included Hannah Montana and Taylor Swift. Ooh, same. When I was nine, Hannah Montana (laughs) and Taylor Swift were, like, my thing. (laughs) She loved cats, horses, the color pink, playing with her friends, and especially enjoyed baking cookies and doing puzzles with her mom. Aww. She also loved to play dress up with her animals. So on October 21st, 2009, Alyssa lured her nine-year-old neighbor, Elizabeth Olton, into the woods and killed her just for the thrill of it. According to Alyssa, she wanted to see what it felt like to murder someone. Ugh. So quick note here. Uh, I'll discuss this a little further in but uh two weeks before the murder of elizabeth Alyssa's prescription of prozac was increased by her doctor okay now about the murder so oftentimes elizabeth would go to play with Alyssa's younger sister emma um this particular night she went to play with emma under the strict rule that she would be home for dinner at 6 p.m which would have been before dark right neighbors say that the girl's played together a lot so when she hadn't returned home around 6 15 her family frantically began looking for her and they called the police to report her missing around 7 p.m um knowing that she was afraid of the dark um, and would not have wandered off alone her family was just super super worried of course there's a nine-year-old child it's dark it's 
you know, this kid is missing. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're freaking out. Did they ask Alyssa? Well, yeah. Okay. So Elizabeth's family said that they knew that they needed to find her. But what they didn't know is that it was already too late. So the police even sent text messages to Elizabeth's phone. She did have a cell phone that she took with her and pinged her location being in the woods, but they were never able to find her. Shortly thereafter, the cell phone battery died. Police, search dogs, the FBI, and hundreds of volunteers searched for hours to no avail. Horrifying. Oh my God, I cannot Mm -hmm. imagine being that mother. Me either. Oh, it makes Me me sick. So police became aware of neighbor Alyssa Bustamante's disturbed history and started suspecting her. They searched her phone and they found a disturbing diary entry detailing the murder. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, After reading this, they arrested Bustamante and she finally confessed and led investigators to Elizabeth's body. Now, here is the diary entry, and it says, I quote, I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them, and now they're dead. I don't know how to feel ATM, and then at the moment. She later added, it was amazing, A-H-M-A-Z-I-N-G, typical, like, (laughs) scene girl. (laughs) So, as soon as you get over the kind of, oh my God, I can't do this feeling. It's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Okay, got to go to church now, LOL. Excuse me? Yeah. Okay, got to go to church now, LOL. Okay. Ew. Did she go to church? Yes, she did. Oh my God. So Alyssa told investigators that she sent Emma, her little sister, over to the Olton household, which was only four doors down, to pick Elizabeth up. From that point, she claims that she told Emma to go back home and that she took Elizabeth by the hand and walked into the woods. So this is a quarter mile, 15 minute walk into the woods, leaving plenty of time for Alyssa to think about what she was doing and just stop. Oh, yeah. But she continued on holding the nine year old's hand and saying, I've got something really neat to show you. It's just a little bit further up here. How sick. So, unbeknownst to this little girl, Alyssa is armed with a kitchen knife and is leading her towards a pre-dug grave. Alyssa said that once she arrived at the side of the hole that she began to strangle Elizabeth while she was facing her, and that she strangled her multiple times, beat her, and stabbed her in the chest six or seven times, and then slit her throat. So horrifying. So, regarding the discovery of Elizabeth Olton, an investigator says, She knew exactly where the body was and led us directly to it. It was not well covered. What she, once she pointed out the area and you looked a little bit closer, you could see that she was only a few inches, if that, under the ground. And you could see body parts that came up covered with mud. Oh my god, that's horrifying it was a pretty horrifying homicide that's what he said yeah so what is crazy to me about this case is this investigator is claiming that she was only a couple inches under the ground Uh that she was not well covered but you're telling me the fbi hundreds of people searched you know 
all the the police everybody searched for her but they couldn't find her yeah that's really weird yeah isn't it so like did I they mean, search that area oh yeah because that's where the cell phone pinged so that's crazy to me did, did she have the cell phone with her under yeah. the ground the I, I guess i don't know if she had it with her under the ground uh i don't know that's really but weird. like i said i mean it's only about a, a quarter of a mile you know between the houses so i mean it's not that huge of an area for hundreds of people searching right you know that's scary because i wonder how many other people yeah have gone missing noticed. they were right there yeah yeah so it later comes out that Alyssa had pre-dug two graves in the woods at least five days before the murder Authorities claim that her intended victims were her younger twin brothers. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that that was the reason for the two graves. Um, So, basically, it was kind of just like she intended to do it to her brothers, but Elizabeth just became a... uh, the vic- unsuspecting victim. Right. You know, it was kind of Alyssa's opportunity to strike. Right. Oh, it's heartbreaking. So, Elizabeth Olton got the funeral that she deserved, that of a princess. A horse-drawn carriage took her casket to the cemetery where friends and family wore her favorite color, pink. That's sweet. So sad. That's sad, yeah. I just want to know what the fuck is going on in this bitch's head, like, constantly. She was just completely demented, I think, and what just think? ruined. Um, I think just her childhood and not having a mom or a dad and clearly mom and dad were both criminals mm-hmm. you know so it maybe it was just ingrained in her it was in her dna to just be a shit person i just want to know what the constant feelings a person like that has mm-hmm. on a daily basis or the kind of thought process that they have i can't imagine the darkness yeah you know and it seems like i mean there was really nothing that she just was who she was and grandparents tried but couldn't yeah you know couldn't do anything for her that's so sad she should have been institutionalized oh yeah you know but they may have not even known that it was was that severe yeah i mean they could have just thought oh she's just kind of in a phase you know this kind of emo depressed you know a lot of people go through phases like that yeah so it was decided that Alyssa bustamante would be tried as an adult for the brutality of her crimes by the time her trial came along, she was a legal adult, and she spoke to the parents of Elizabeth, and this is what she said. I know words can never be enough, and they can never adequately describe how horribly I feel for all of this. If I could give my life to get her back, I would. I'm sorry. Elizabeth's parents were silent and gave no reply. So Elizabeth, I'm sorry, Alyssa's uh, defense attorneys said in court that an abundance of Prozac could have been a contributing factor to her behavior. Um, A psychiatrist testified as well that Alyssa's prescription for Prozac may have helped lead her to kill. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know they say things about antidepressants that can make you, like, think things you would never think. Yeah. But it sounds like this girl already had this kind of in her maybe it just aided that yeah i've taken prozac before and it didn't make me evil it just made me really hot and sweaty oh (laughs) and Hmm. sick to my stomach i mean drugs are you know 
prescription drugs are nothing to mess around with you know what i mean yeah and it takes a lot to really figure out what works best for each specific mm-hmm. person and i know they can cause violent thoughts oh and, yeah. yeah i've never known a person that took prozac that liked it yeah Everybody. i've heard a lot of bad yeah uh, and uh, I know several people that have killed have been on Prozac. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. I'm glad that it didn't make me kill anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just made me, honestly, if I felt like I was pregnant. Like, you know, when you're pregnant and you get like the hot flashes and mm-hmm. you're sweaty and like you're nauseous. That's just how I felt constantly. Ugh. Yeah. So Bustamante's defense attorneys attempted to build a case uh, that her troubled childhood and the increased dosage of the antidepressant heightened her mood swings and made her more prone to violence in the weeks leading up to Elizabeth's murder. But the prosecution witness argued that it was nonsense to try to suggest that Alyssa was taking too much Prozac, which he claimed had been proven to decrease hostility and anger in people like Alyssa who suffer from uh, major depression and personality disorders, which is true. But again, I think it can have different effects on everyone. Oh, yeah. So and and anybody with half a brain knows that. Yes, it's been proven (laughs) to discrete, you know, decrease for some people, but -hmm. it's also made things worse for others. Oh, yeah. So I don't even know how you can use that as any kind of, you know, defense. Me, my mom and my sister all take the same antidepressant Mm -hmm. and it affects us all differently. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's chemical makeup's different. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work the same for everyone. So Alyssa Bustamante pleaded not guilty, even though she had previously confessed to the crime. Uh, Psychologists uh, diagnosed her as being psychologically damaged and having BPD, which stands for Borderline Personality Disorder. Alyssa Bustamante was given a life sentence with possibility for parole because of her obvious mental instability. And that is it. They should have put her in a mental facility. I 100% agree. Because she obviously was mentally unstable. Very mentally unstable. And I don't know how much help you can really get, like, in prison for that. Oh, zero. It'd probably just make it worse. I mean, people come out as hardened criminals from being in prison. Exactly. So if she ever does get out, I feel like she's not going to be any better because she's not where she needs to be. She'll be worse. And now she'll have connections. Exactly. that's really scary yeah so that's the story of Alyssa Bustamante it's it's awful mm. poor baby I know you guys we need to do a better job raising our children yeah yeah oh, oh goodness so that's it um one more just quick mention I know we've said it for like the last like month but please if you have any military stories um regarding sexual abuse um please send them to our email at don't drink the jones juice at gmail.com we will have an upcoming episode which hold on i'm looking at my calendar um actually two weeks from now we will be having our military special next week uh we have some exciting episodes coming up Alyssa and I will both be releasing an individual episode. So we will have two full episodes released next week, one by her and one by me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. These are pretty high profile cases too. Mine's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they're going to be good ones. So you guys stay tuned. Yes. Um, anything else? Um, send in your own personal true crime slash mm-hmm. paranormal slash sleep paralysis slash whatever. For um, listener juice. Yes, which we do every four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can send those also to our Gmail, which I'll say again, just in case you missed it the first time. But it's don't drink the Jones juice at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Facebook group, which <laughs> Brooke is not a part of anymore, but don't mm-hmm. let that deter mm-hmm. you from joining because it's mm-hmm. it's so fun in there. People mm-hmm. post in there constantly. There's it's it's really like a community now. It's crazy. Um but that's for God's sake. Don't drink the Jones, Jones juice. juice. Yeah. That name of our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then our Instagram. Don't drink the Jones juice. And our TikTok. Don't drink the Jones juice. And our merch store at storefrontier.com slash don't drink the Jones juice. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Yeah. So go do all that yeah. and have fun. <laughs> Leave us reviews too. Yeah. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Pod- yeah. I think some of the other, if you listen on something other than um, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. I think some of the other ones you can do reviews on too, but I'm not really sure which ones they are. Yeah. Leave us a review anywhere you listen if you can. We'd appreciate it. And welcome our new listeners as well. We've had some uh, new ones popping in and uh, from different countries and we can see you. So, hi. And we're <laughs> happy you're here. Yeah. 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 And I guess that's it. Yeah. For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice.